Hello and welcome to the Light from Light podcast. My name is Brother Thomas Therese and as ever I am joined by my good friend Daniel. And today we're going to be looking at one of the seasons of the church that we've just entered, entering the season of Lent. The church of course has different times and different seasons which have different sort of flavors or feels to them. I think your favorite is Advent, no? Yeah, I think I think most people will, will know Easter season or Easter yeah. tide. Most people will know Christmas. But yeah, you have these these times leading up to Easter and, and like times Christmas. of preparation. Yeah, so you have Advent, Advent is at this time of preparation leading up to Christmas and Lent, which we've just entered into, is that time of preparation leading up to Easter, and they're they're very important times spiritually for, yeah. for the church and for us as individuals. Well, these these times of preparation they're not simply to prepare us for a big feast, although of course they do do that. Uh, they're also there to prepare us for the kingdom to come, for the life to come in heaven, which is why in Advent and Lent, very often you have a focus on prayer and fasting, almsgiving. I suppose for Advent, people don't often think about almsgiving and, and fasting so much, although almsgiving is a thing in Advent. You always have people, you know, you singing Christmas carols with book with buckets and you put money in the buckets, you know, on, oh, yeah, on yeah. the tubes in London. Yeah. Um, and yeah, of course, you give you give presents and things like that. Yeah, but when I think of, of fasting, Advent, people don't often think about Advent as a time of fasting. No, but no. it used to be considered a time of fasting, you know. Yeah, when I think of Advent, I think of like the it's like the Salvation Army going around. But they normally um, they normally play in town centres. They normally play music, and uh, and yeah, you give money in, in in that way. Put money in the bucket. Help you know families who who are in need. They do so much uh, so much work. Uh, with the with the poor in particular at Christmas time, you know yeah. they provide Christmas presents. I know for children very often who don't have them, and also like food items and things like that. You know, being in a cost of living crisis and mm. and things like that. I mean, those essentials are uh, becoming more and more pressing for more and more people. So uh, really vital work. So yeah, so it's a time of prayer. It's a time of fasting. It's a time of alms giving. And the season of Lent, of course, begins with Ash Wednesday, uh, which is one of the times when we have fasting and abstinence as mandatory throughout the whole church from, I think, ooh, I'm going to get it wrong now. Mm. I can't remember exactly the the age when you begin. Is it 14? Something like that. And it goes up to a, you, the beginning of your 60th year. So, yeah. So you have you have two things, abstain, abstinence and uh, fasting. Yes. So abstinence is is not having meat isn't it yeah. you abstain from having meat and i think that's 14 so in england but, england and wales for example uh on fridays throughout the year generally in you know penance and remembrance of the lord's passion and in joyful remembrance of the things that he has done for us uh in england and wales the bishops have decided that we don't eat meat on, meat on fridays you can have fish but we, we don't have meat yeah. um in scotland that's not the case uh and right. in jerusalem for example in rome there are lots of places in the world where that's not the case but on ash wednesday and on good friday it's uh abstinence uh yeah. throughout the whole church so and no also no meat abstaining means no meat and yeah. fasting means less less food on on those days so yeah like one main meal and yeah. maybe a couple of snacks yeah like, like it should be something banana that's quite, something. quite quite simple something that doesn't add up to or doesn't total the main meal but yeah, uh, yeah that's essentially but, that, what but fasting is 16 year olds to 60 year olds and it's and it's also well i think if well i think I, th I think it's the beginning of your 60th year which would actually mean 59 oh, okay when you're yeah. 59 then uh yeah 
yeah but it's but people are not medically able to obviously absolutely so there are exemptions of course so if you're uh ill if you're traveling um yeah things like that but why why do we have that i suppose that's a good question because i I remember someone um saying well it's you know as uh john the baptist says on the day that the bridegroom is taken away there will be yes um, there will be mourning and fasting well the gospel from today you know people say you know why is it that the disciples of john the baptist fast and the scribes and the pharisees fast but why is it your disciples jesus don't fast mm. and jesus says well why should the disciples fast yeah. while the bridegroom is with them that's, yeah, there will so come that's a day yeah there will come a day uh when the bridegroom is no longer with them and on that day they will fast yeah sorry that was the passage i meant so yeah, jesus says that and of course friday is the day so good friday is the day that jesus is taken away from the from the apostles from the disciples and he's you know, he's put into to prison so on that day on on friday we remember that by abstaining from from meat mm-hmm. but also in particular on good friday then we mm-hmm. we fast uh in, in particular on that day and of course the death as well not simply his sort of arrest and being separated from them because of his mm. arrest and things but also his death on good friday separates them in even a more fundamental uh, even in a more fundamental way but then what are we to make then of things like at the end of the gospel of matthew where jesus says i am with you always even to the end of the age well what i would say is that jesus mm. is still with us but he's with us in uh different ways varied ways uh, but in a different way so locally thomas aquinas says locally uh jesus is in heaven just like at the moment my presence physically is here in oxford uh so jesus's body uh is in heaven in glory however of course jesus christ is still with us uh in the sacraments in the eucharist in his mystical body the church from which uh, which he is united to by virtue of being the head of that body so christ is with us always to the end of the age but not quite as he was with us uh when he was you know wandering around you know uh jerusalem in holy week and things you know Mm. um so both of these things can still be true simultaneously uh it's all to do with understanding and things but the question that you had i think before which i think was a really good one why do we undertake penances and fasting you know we are an easter people and our song is can't say it because it's lent uh, oh, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I think i think though that's only in the liturgy i think yeah, outside I the think, liturgy you can so say yeah, it yeah you're referring to the it. a word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah yeah um, so you're not so in east so in lent you don't yeah. say you don't say that um Hallelujah. word or you don't in the liturgy you don't sing it yeah you sing praise to so you why, christ why king of that? eternal glory and so easter good, people uh, we're an easter people and hallelujah is our song so we're a joyful people yes. because christ has risen yes and, and christ that joy is with us always yeah but during that, that, Lent, that joy doesn't have. change of god even though we're, we go through these periods of fasting and penance and prayer and things like that and we put on ash Wednesday, we put ashes on our head which is an ancient symbol of uh sorrow and 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 penance and and being sorry for your sins but these things fundamentally are undergirded now and shaped by christ so and the great things that christ has done for us so actually our penance is done in love and so therefore is something which is joyful you know when you if you um know that you have sinned against your friend and you really love them and you want to love them more and totally and 
show your love and you want to be united to them and you want to do things that are going to remove and shed all of those things that prevent the fullness of that union you know all those bad habits that you pick up all those other things that we are attached to which might get in the way of our relationship to our friend in this case we're talking obviously about god Mm. um then you want to do things one to show that you are really sorry and and have changed and you've changed your life um and you want to show your great love for that person um uh, at the same time, you also want to uh, get out of those habits and those bad ways of being that we all pick up, that we all accrue, in order to be more fully united. So removing those obstacles that sometimes mm. we put in the way of uh, enjoying divine union and, and life with God. So penance then from a christian perspective yes it's a right ordering of our lives towards god yes it is a purification but it's fundamentally joyful because we remember the great things that god has done for us that he has bestowed his grace upon us that he loves us so much that he desires union with us as his friends Mm. and so then in that love and with that joy uh, as jesus says when he talks about um uh fasting and things you know don't walk around you know putting on a a sour face Mm. uh you know like the hypocrites do who you just walk around wanting to be seen miserable by other people so you know they can gain sympathy jesus says they've already had their reward no it's fundamentally a joyful time because it's about union with our beloved so we're moved by love to uh take away those things that that sometimes get in the way uh, you know, so we might deprive ourselves of what well, we do. We deprive ourselves of food through fasting and through abstinence to help order our emotions and our passions. You know, that my emotions, and my passions don't control me. Yeah, you control mm-hmm. them. Yeah. 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 So and, and in a similar way, then focusing on prayer, because that, of course, is conversation with God and it's ordered towards union with God. Uh, and almsgiving as well because we're not only called to love god but we also love god through loving our neighbor as well Mm. so all of these things i think are joyful um, because they're about union with our beloved uh, and fundamentally i don't think you can understand them uh, apart from love it's not simply just being sorry for what you've done wrong it's not simply just a a focusing on uh, how we've gone astray there is that element to it Mm. of course which is you know one of the reasons why love motivates us to express yes our sorrow uh, but also our joy in what we've done so the ashes that are sprinkled on our head mm. you know in england it's more customary to actually have the mark of the cross as, as the in, ashes on your head in other countries really have it on the top of your head yeah so for example oh, the pope wow. if you see pictures of, of the pope going to santa sabina a dominican church in rome uh well he would have that he has that so yeah they'll have like um a little dish of ashes and then they'll <laughs> sprinkle some on the on the top the, the uh-huh. zucchato of the pope comes off and then some ashes are sprinkled on his crown and then zucchato i didn't know back. that yeah because obviously um biblically that would be the the case if you go back to the old testament you have this the, the same cloth practice. and ashes yeah. yeah but you have you have um ashes 
in in the Old Testament. So it's it's an old practice. Mm. Um, reminding yourself that you, see this in the from book dust of Jonah, you came, for example. Yeah. Uh, also. Yeah. Yeah. But from dust you came, and to dust you will return. So you remind you remind Which yourself. Which is one of the things we say when we put the ashes on people's heads. Yeah. Remember your dust, and to dust you shall return. Yeah. And the, and the other thing that you might hear um, at Ash Wednesday is as the as the priest or the minister is putting the ashes on on your head, is he would say, "Repent and believe in the gospel." Is that That's right? what I said this year. Yeah. yeah. So with a re- big means, cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one year, I had a huge cross. I think the priest was trying to m- make a point, and my my fiance had a little tiny cross. I was like, <laughs> the, the difference between it is hilarious, but. Uh, that that word is very interesting repentance it means to to turn away from the things which take us away from god mm. and it means to turn towards god and i think that's yes that's, that's really important to remember is the double thing so you okay you you repent from things which take you away from god you repent from the things which are sinful in your life in order to have a closer union as you said with god so to turn closer to him to have more of a a perfected relationship with him more of that stronger yeah. bond of relationship with god it's absolutely but crucial. also with your your neighbor and that's where almsgiving comes mm-hmm. in so it's then uh, is that uh, and very prayer as well of course you pray for your neighbor as well of course yeah yourself. yeah yeah and and almsgiving is is not just um something financial you know it's not it's not just that you're giving money to to someone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. it's it's that you give time to someone else you know, one of, one of the things uh, I think is so easy to do is to, to ring up um, a neighbor, to go around and see a neighbor who's lonely or to to go uh, to, to get on the phone and ring a relative, a family member who, who might be elderly, yeah. who might be um, lonely. Loneliness it's, is becoming a bigger and bigger thing in society, isn't it? Absolutely. But reaching out to, to your, your brother and sister, your neighbor uh, in that way, I think that's it's it's so easy to do it's just a, a small amount of time and yeah it might be a little bit boring speaking to uh, an elderly relative who doesn't quite not true ask the conversation <laughs> no, but it, it, you might find it difficult it might be difficult yeah. to speak to some people uh, some friends or well maybe not friends but some relatives. now you know how i feel every time i call <laughs> you dan <laughs> that's not true <laughs> But you know what I mean. You I do. I, mean? I know exactly can, what you mean. Yeah. But it, it sounds like it'd be difficult, but the right thing to to do. And you know, and it means way more to them than it does to you, which mm. is another you know another reason to to do it. You know, this reminds me of like sometimes you know when I go to Lords, I'll, I'll work in the hospital, and very often you'll meet a lot of elderly people who. Uh, to put it bluntly, their family members just don't visit them, you know. Mm. And you'll say, "Oh, would you like to go out for a coffee?" And they'll say, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm all right, love. I'm all right. Don't, don't worry about me." And um, you say, "No, oh, are you, are you sure? You, you don't want to come for a coffee?" And f- sometimes you'll hear them say, "No, no, no, you don't want to spend time with me. Go off and enjoy yourself." Yeah. And you'll say, "No, come on, that's it. Get in your chair. We're going." <laughs> Put them in the wheelchair and off, you know, you wheel them off. But what a sad thing to think that you're no longer... Well, this, very often, you know, I've had it a couple benefit, of times. Yeah. We'll go out for like uh, a coffee or something like that. And they'll get a bit emotional because they'll say, my own family doesn't even come and talk to me. And here I am, you know, with young people who have never met me before asking me about my life. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, because money, money is very, very valuable. Yeah. Know? But time is even more valuable than, yeah. than that. And spending like, spending time with someone who most people wouldn't give the time of day to is has such a, a huge yeah. impact on them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so much a. So You've much just reminded me that in terms of fasting, just as almsgiving isn't simply about giving money, 
um, mm. but also other things like time and things. Um, or food, for example. Um, fasting, similarly, is not simply fasting that's about... Um, it's not simply ab uh, about, not food. about food. Yeah. Uh, in our first reading today, uh, 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 mass, uh, I can't remember word for word exactly what we said or even where it, where the reading came from. I, I was more worried. I forgot that I, I was supposed to be preaching today. So I was sort of thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I really? forgot my so, so you just preached yeah. off? Of, off oh, I did. Cup. I preached. I, I, it went well. It, it went okay. But I, it was, it was a warning to me. Uh, it was a warning to me never to do it again. Um I thought I was preaching tomorrow, but no, it's this morning. But anyway, um, in the reading, it, it speaks about fasting. Uh, and it says, you know, the Lord actually, actually, maybe pull it up on Universalis if you can, because yeah. that way we can get a quote. He says, you know, um, do you think this is the sort of fasting that's acceptable to me? Just, you know, fasting where that's simply outward appearances, you know, um, bowing your head. Um, do I not uh, require uh, fasting from oppression? fasting from injustice fasting from sin so actually that fasting from from food is supposed to help something that's much broader and so i think actually the best thing of course that we can fast from are those things that actually we shouldn't be doing anyway sin best thing to fast yeah. from absolutely some people would say well you know how is that merit how how is it you know meritorious you're just doing what you should be doing anyway well you know what doing what you should be doing anyway isn't a bad place to start so <laughs> is this what, uh, have is you it, got it uh is this first what you, reading from today or oh, the first reading yeah fasting is that is pleasing to god isaiah uh oh yeah there you go is that the i actually can't see it so i'll let you find the particular place uh he's talking about um it's not this the sort uh, of fasting yeah. that pleases me uh, yes this one so fasting like oh I can't, sorry fasting like yours today will never make your voice heard on high is that the sort of fast that pleases me a truly penitential day for men hanging your head like a reed lying down on sackcloth and ashes is that what you call fasting a day acceptable to the lord yeah yeah keep going is this is not this the sort of fast that pleases me is this it is the lord who speaks to break unfest unjust fetters and undo the thongs of the yoke to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke to share your bread with the hungry and shelter the homeless poor to clothe the man you see to be naked and not turn from your own kin then will your light shine like the dawn and your wound be quickly healed over Exactly, you yeah. see. So you see, you know, the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, uh, the Lord through the prophet Isaiah is teaching us that fasting is not simply uh, abstinence from food and bowing down and these external practices. It's also about a transformation of heart is what, what it should be about and acting and doing mm -hmm. things differently, fasting from sin and oppression and injustice and then actively doing something to help your neighbor that when you experience this deprivation voluntarily, you should actually help those people who experience this deprivation involuntarily, mm -hmm. you know? And this touches on something you said before, which I thought was absolutely key. It is not simply a freedom from sin. It's a freedom for excellence and a freedom for glory. Yeah, which is found in union with God. I mean, we, we can't be excellent and perfect and glorious 
on our own without him mm. no only, god does that interiorly in us and i suppose you can think of it as a as, as you let go of something as you um try to move away from something you allow room for god to work inside of you interiorly to bring about that transformation inside of you and it, it this uh this quote goes on to say here if you do away with a yoke the clenched fist the wicked word if you give your bread to the hungry and relief to the oppressed your light will rise in the darkness and your shadows become like noon the lord will always guide you giving you relief in desert places he will be your strength to your bones and you shall be like a water garden like a spring of water whose waters never run dry and he will be restorer of ruined houses <laughs> isn't that brilliant so he, he will rebuild the ancient ruins build up on the old foundations you will be called breach mender when you, yeah when you think of that so the lord is the one who restores our, our hearts he's the one who we find rest mm-hmm. in and he rebuilds us he's the one who um uh, transforms yeah. us it, and certainly that that first grace that, that we receive from him that first you know sharing of the divine life is not something that we can prepare for or merit it's it's something that uh, is entirely a gift of him, of himself it's only subsequent to this then that we uh uh you know can you know merit this is one of the things about yeah. sacramental theology and, and, and baptism and things like that it's but it's quite wonderful that we so we in Lent, our practice is fast, uh, prayer, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. But the the Lord would choose uh, to invite us to be co-workers in mm-hmm. what he does. So he restores our, our soul. He restores our, our wearied bodies. Mm-hmm. But he wants us to participate in the action towards our neighbor. Yes. It's, I think that's it's incredible. What dignity that we have, or that he chooses to, to give to, yeah. to us. That he well, calls if us if to. you think about it, I mean so often in our lives we will a good for ourselves which then we ourselves in practice deny to another mercy for example the psalm from today have mercy on me uh, on me oh god cleanse me from my sin have mm. compassion on me uh psalm 50 or 51 i think it is psalm 51 oh yeah and 50 or 51 <laughs> <laughs> um um yeah that that first line very famous have mercy on me O god in your kindness and your compassion blot, blot out my offense we want god's mercy and god's kindness for ourselves but as saint paul often points out as he points out in romans 2 for example there are those times when we assume mercy for ourselves and then we don't act in a merciful way towards others so we expect god to be merciful towards us we expect god to forgive us of our sins but then we're not prepared to forgive the sins and the debts and trespasses of others uh, against us. Mm. And then you have it, of course, you know, God turns around to us and says, well, do you think I'm like you, you know? Um, but we're not we're not uh, meant to just receive God's love. We're, we're meant to allow it to overflow into the lives of those around us. It, mm-hmm. You know that there's that wonderful um, image that's often um, often used well, it, it, it's a it's a real thing, but the, you had the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. I mean, you've been to the Holy Land, so you, yeah. have you seen both of them? Yes, the yeah. Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't been to the Holy Land, so I don't so I don't know if this is not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I don't know if this day. is entirely accurate. I mean, you can you can tell me if it is or not. But I've, I've you know I've heard it said so the the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea both have water flowing into it. They have the same water flowing into it. But the the Dead Sea doesn't have any outlets. So because it doesn't um, have any way of allowing the water to to flow out of that 
big pool. It just of goes water. down through into the mud. Yeah, and it means and the, that's why the mud like, is often sold and sort of people yeah, rub yeah. it on themselves. So, and it's, they get minerals so it's high and, in salt, which is why yeah. it's dead. So nothing lives there. It doesn't. Um, the water from that doesn't feed any towns around there. It's yeah. just it's just full of salt, and there's no um, there's no fish there. There's it is no, very salty, and you do see like you can see salt. Yeah, and you can people float on the water much yeah. much easier because it's full of salt. But if you compare that then to the the Sea of Galilee, which which is teeming with life, you know mm-hmm. that's where the the fishermen go to to fish. Uh, the water feeds lots of um, lots of the towns. That it doesn't are just sit there. there. It goes. Yeah, it flows out. So the mm-hmm. water flows out, and it flows out naturally uh, as well. And the the image there with the spiritual life, the the crossover there is that. Uh, we are meant to allow God's God's life into us, God's grace into us, and then allow it to flow out to other people. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it, it, it stagnates. You know, the the life of God is meant to flow out. Yeah, of it's us not simply for us. As I often say, the Lord doesn't command us to love Him alone. You mm-hmm. know, it, you know, you do find in the scriptures, "Him alone will you serve," mm-hmm. but. Um, Jesus does he not say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then later he says, love one another as I have loved you. So you're actually commanded to love your neighbor. That's part of uh, your life. And, it, and if you're going to share in the divine life, well, then you're going to share in God's love for others. Mm. Mm. That's, that's what being a saint is, sharing in the love of God. Uh, not only for yourself, but the sharing in the love of God for everything that he has created. So you love things as God loves them, uh, but in a creaturely way that doesn't destroy your nature, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But there are, of course, other practices in Lent that we uh, might have that you might take up. Some people, for example, I've given up chocolate, which I know is a stereotypical thing. Uh, <laughs> but for me, it's really hard. And usually I get partway through Lent and then I start thinking about changing what it is I've given up. Because then I think, well, you know, I'm still giving something up. I'm just changing what it is. Mm. Um, but I've decided, but no, what, what about I'm Sundays? sticking to chocolate. Um, Sundays, so, gosh, this is a very tradition, right? So you have mm. some people... For example, okay, on Sundays, I don't fast because every Sunday is like Easter. Every Sunday is a celebration of Easter. Every Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. It's the day of the resurrection. Every Sunday is Easter. And so I do not fast on Sundays. And also, if you did fast on Sundays, I've heard it said, although I haven't checked it out, that you'd be fasting uh, and and for more than 40 days. 46 days, yeah. However... There are some people who do still choose to observe their uh, private penances on Sunday. Um, Personally, I don't think this is in keeping with what Sunday is all about. Mm. Sunday is is about the resurrection. Um, On Sundays, for example, I think in the early church, you wouldn't kneel, I think, uh, certainly Nicaea mm. actually the Council of Nicaea forbids the practice of, of kneeling uh, but uh, it's a discipline that can be changed within the church it's not a doctrine it's a discipline mm. um, but yes so I, I think that fasting and penance on Sunday isn't quite in keeping with what Sunday is really about yeah so what what do you normally do in Lent. So you you give up chocolate. That being said, just to yeah, clarify, yeah. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent. 
I don't think it's forbidden to practice a penance on Sunday. Certainly there have been things, saints saying things, I think of Eastern Fathers, for example, who criticize people who who fast on Sunday. It's like, for example, fasting on Christmas Day. I mean, you just wouldn't do it. It just doesn't make sense. Mm. Saint uh, Francis of Assisi, uh, I, you know, Dominicans and Franciscans lived by and large a vegetarian life, certainly for most of the most of the year, up until actually fairly recently in the church's history. But St. Francis of Assisi on Christmas Day said, you know, plaster the walls with meat is what he says. Plaster the walls with meat really? because it's Christmas Day. You mm -hmm. know, um, it means something. And what it, your practices should be in keeping with what you're celebrating so he, he said that because um it's, it's a joyful day it's uh absolutely it's a yeah i mean enjoy the day it's the day when christ was re revealed to the world you mm. know um so and, yeah and sunday is the day of the resurrection so it's a, it's yes. a day of joy it's a, it's a absolutely doesn't mean yeah. that you can't go to confession on sunday I mean, you can go to confession on Sunday, and of yeah. course, but that's this because confession is a, is, a, is a joyful event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reunites really so with the Lord. So, what are you? What are you normally doing in Lent then? So you. So I have given up something, yeah, to try and reorder my <laughs> passions. You know, it'll have the the added side effect and benefit of hopefully losing a little bit of weight. Um, you know, my body being a temple of the Holy Spirit, I should try and keep it a bit healthier than what I do. Mm -hmm. Um. So but prayer? also like spiritual reading because uh, so prayer you you pray a lot anyway in, in your life yes. as a as a religious yeah brother. i've also given up a lot already as a religious <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. for another video yeah um yeah uh yeah so i mean what, spiritual reading is what you're gonna yeah spiritual reading i've i've taken i've taken up i mean i'll probably will have a, a novena in there but novenas uh or nine days of prayer in case you don't know what novena is mm. a novena is simply nine days of prayer so i'll probably do something like that at some point in lent um yeah just trying to be better than i am you know we talk about new year's resolutions and getting back on track well as you said before you know it's a time to turn and face towards the lord or as mm. you know it says in the gospels jesus set his face resolutely towards jerusalem jerusalem of course symbolizing heaven in the place of the divine presence and things um so we too i too am trying to set my face resolutely towards jerusalem and just do the things that i should be doing better you know mm. uh, but yeah in terms of spiritual reading um i'm actually reading quite a lot of i usually have a lot of different things on the go at the same Dip time to them yeah yeah um i i i mean it's not completely disciplined obviously uh to do it that way but it does mean that i make more progress um sort of forcing your way through a book when your heart isn't in it i find actually sometimes means you read less so actually dipping into bits when yeah, and your you mood takes you that way yeah and you don't necessarily have to read the whole book yeah yeah so yes. at the moment for my spiritual reading what, what i've taken uh for lent is uh actually i might have it here actually uh yeah i do uh, a book by cardinal fisher um saint uh, john fisher called uh, defense of the priesthood it's his response to uh luther on the priesthood All right. so yeah i've taken that since i'm going to be coming up hopefully god willing to being ordained to the priesthood in july mm. um i thought it's good that my lenten practices uh 
yeah take a, a, a particular a focus this that. year yeah yeah I mean, and what about arms giving then because you you don't have a I lot don't to have give any money of as my a own. religious family. yeah yeah you don't have the money to give yeah so, so we we get a, a, sm- a small amount of money each month that we can spend uh on ourselves uh, but it is a small amount of money um and usually i mean i know not everybody actually usually spends spends it uh, but usually mine is gone. You know, you go out for a couple of coffees and it's disappeared. Um, so, yes. I mean, last year, I remember in times of almsgiving, the community had decided that each member of the community would give uh, a small amount of money, uh, not saying how much, to mm. uh, the Blackfriars Overseed Aid Trust, which is uh, a charity that was founded here by our 930 congregation here in oxford Mm. uh and they support projects although i'm one of the one of i'm on the committee this year Um, okay and uh yeah we we support projects all over all over the world so uh for example we support a school in jamaica christ the king school in jamaica Mm. um there's also so that's one of my projects that i look after another one i look after is a project in rwanda uh, that works with uh, mental health, uh, the mental health of people who suffered during the genocide in the 1990s. Oh right, gosh. Um, so I mean, they're small. They're small grants um, because I mean there isn't a lot of money, and there's a lot of projects. There's over 20 projects that yeah. we support. Um, but yeah, so we we each gave a little bit of money uh, last year to to them. So that was something that the community decided to do corporately. Yeah. But this year, we haven't decided to do anything together as a group. It's been left to individual friars uh, to decide. And uh, I won't tell you what I've decided to do because my left hand should not know what my right hand is doing, as Jesus says in the gospel. I, um, I remember um, asking a group of children about what what they were going to do for, for Lent. And one, one of these boys said that he, uh, he was going to give up ice cream because mm-hmm. uh, during during the year he, he loves ice cream so much that he'd have ice cream every single day mm. so on the way home from school uh, they'd go in buy, a, buy an a ice cream but he said yeah during lent he gives up ice cream and he was telling the 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 story so he gives up he gives up ice cream and uh, and all the money that's saved from that so he he collects it together and they put it they put it by the front door in a box and then at easter uh, they go out with the box and buy shoes and i was like Oh, okay. that's I not think, the I point. You're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, actually, it turned out so that I was talking to the mum about how fu- how funny it was. Actually, it was a quite a funny moment, and because it, it like startles you, like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to reply to this. Uh, but he uh, actually, what happens? The mum was telling me was they they collect all this money together and they go out and buy shoes for for uh, a homeless person. Oh, uh, I see. So yeah. it's not benefiting themselves; it's no. benefiting another. But I thought that was it, it was such a beautiful practice because yeah. it's it's a way then of including the the child in the spiritual practice. So not having ice cream. It's um, a great lesson, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, not having that ice cream every day. Like he he knew that he was giving up the ice cream for a purpose yes so it's not like an arbitrary arbitrary yeah uh, arbitrary obligation that's put on him like he he something he can do in love and he you know he was young he was about six at the time but Mm -hmm. he understood yeah he understood although he wasn't able to explain it uh, in the in the group exactly with with uh, with the right words to articulate it in in the way that he does it at home but it he still understood that it was for the good of the this homeless person 
So I thought, I thought that was beautiful. So, so they so they do that every year. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. But that's the sort of thing is you can connect these things together. So um, one of the other things that that family does is is they uh, spend five minutes in prayer together as a family. So that's something very, very simple um, that, that's co- that you connect all these things together. So you give mm. up something and replace that with, with a prayer. So every time you think, oh, I want, I want an ice cream. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm really, uh, I really want an ice cream after, after dinner. You can connect a prayer to that. So, okay, I, I desire this thing, but um, also I, I remember when I desire this thing that this homeless person needs prayer yeah. or a particular family member needs prayer. Mm-hmm. So you can offer them up in prayer, and then at the yeah the end of uh, the end of Lent, collecting that money together and giving it to the homeless person. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so I like a it. A good a good practice. Another practice I do, which is a tip I'll share with you all, is I return to. I mean, this is something I do whenever there's a spiritually dry period as well. But I Lent is one of my favorite seasons of the year, and as much as it's described as a desert, we should remember that a desert is not a lifeless place as is often thought of the desert or was probably well it's probably more appropriately called the wilderness the wilderness is not necessarily um, a place that is lifeless uh, but actually it's a place teeming with life and you go go out there also to to meet the lord um my mind just went completely blank what yeah, else was oh yeah no, that was it that's what i was talking about um uh, one of the practices that, that I do uh, is returning to the questions uh, of Jesus in Scripture mm. or the questions of the prophets, like, for example, today's first reading, the questions that we read out earlier, uh, returning to those um, questions and reflecting on them. You know, take a question in a particular day, and I find it tends to purify my thoughts um and actions and refocuses me on what really matters especially the questions of jesus things like do you know what i have done to you Mm. things like that you know what do you seek what do you seek do you love me the most important one in in my mind do you love me Mm. so yeah returning to the questions that you find who do you say i am who do you say (laughs) that i am um yeah returning to those questions of jesus returning to the questions of the prophets uh can be a spiritually useful thing to do uh, I find in Lent, yeah, mm. I, I don't find Lent to be uh, actually a dry time because so much of the emphasis in Lent is on our return to God, God's loving mercy, uh, how much he loved us. And of course, it culminates uh, it with Holy Week, with God revealing how much he loves us through his death on the cross. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, maybe that's what i should yeah. say <laughs> well I, I think we're we're wrap up our episode there hopefully there's some useful things there for people to take up during lent and i think it's also important to remember that it's never too late to take up something during lent mm-hmm. um if if you're and if you get video, derailed don't worry about just getting back on track yeah, yeah. just uh, take it up uh, take it up yeah. again yeah so uh god bless and uh we'll be back soon with another episode god bless you